Welcome. You're tuned in to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper into content, conversation, and application of Sunday sermon at Westside Church in Poplar Bluff. If you want more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. If you have any questions you'd like answered on this podcast, you can email them to info at westsidepb. Most importantly, it's all about Jesus. Hey. And they have, um, I'm performing their wedding, super great, it's premarital, I love it, whoa, whoa. It's super cool. Um, but they're, I've been knowing about this since like a while, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's always like, hey, we're excited, we're excited. And then when premarital starts, it's no like... No one's as excited. Well, it's kind of the countdown, like, yeah. okay, this is coming. But, but they said... Like, um, oh my goodness, we can't believe it's, you know, she said it's only 40 days away. And that means that's like in the heart of Mm -hmm. summer. And I just was like, whoa, no, summer is 40 days away. Yeah. Well, no, well, it doesn't feel like not today. Not today. Yeah. We were having this conversation. um, Someone sent me a message last week and said, hey, is this the grill and chill? Yeah. And I said, no, it's senior Sunday, grill and chill, Mother's Day. And I just started rattling and I'm like... Oh, and then it'll be June. Oh, yep. my goodness, how quick June is going to be yep. here. Because Pastor Tyler and I would always say, and it's Advent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all like... So nuts. It felt like it was VBS Advent. Eight weeks. And VBS then, is eight weeks from today. Then connection class. And Shut then all no. of that stuff. Eight weeks, babe. It's yeah. Hey, here's a random question before we get into our Would You Rathers. And we had an incredible listener send in a Would yeah. You Rather. So, guys, we it's strongly good. encourage if you're like, I would love to hear how they answer. That would be cool. What is, I'm not asking if summer is your favorite. Okay, I'm not asking that. What I am asking is, what's your favorite thing about summer? I live for the longer days. Like yeah. I like waking up with the sun being up and yeah. then having when I get off work. It's good. I get very angry in like December when I'm locking up the beauty shop Man. at like five and it's dark. Yep. I'm cranky. The end of January. Can't, can't hate it brutal, so much. Brutal. How about you guys? Favorite thing about summer? The illusion of possibility. <laughs> oh, like hey, we might go on the trip. We might do the. We, we might, might, we might, might, we might, because it's summer, and right. then you forget that's like I still work a regular yep. job. Yeah. We might shoot up to St. Louis. <laughs> we, might, might shoot to Cape. We might do a lot of things because it's summer, and you summer know, there's an illusion. Of one of the funnest <laughs> trips that Courtney and I feel like that we had with the kids was just with Roman and Andy because Piper was coming. Courtney mm. was pregnant with Piper, so we did a little getaway before Piper came, and we just went to Cape and just actually stayed in a hotel that had an indoor pool in Jackson. And that was it. Like the mall, the movie, and then swimming in the indoor pool. And the kids jump from bed to bed like watching my son with a sprinkler dude it dude, brings me so much love joy. Love it, yep. man. Yep. Alex, what's your favorite thing about summer? Are air shows more likely to be happen in the summertime? Yep. Me, so you I mean, like watching I, the air shows? Yeah. Do, have Who you doesn't e- like watching an air show? Have you ever seen the Blue Angels? Uh, I feel like I have, but it oh. was a long time ago. Have you ever seen a crop duster? <laughs> right. I'm like, <laughs> uh, uh, come on down to yes. Harbaugh. We will show you That's an air that show. That is a <laughs> Butler County <laughs> air show, yeah. son. Well, hey, go. you do need to keep up. Popper Bluff has an airport. Go to their website, and they do... Um, they do more like, hey, come look at these planes type of a thing, but they have tried to do air shows in the past. Well, I was going to say, so check it out. The rest of the sermon is not sponsored by the Popper Bluff Airport. Right. Though, if you would like to sponsor <laughs> like the rest to sponsor of the sermon, us, that is an send us an email at info as There used to be an air show up at Lake Wapapello. Oh, I remember that's right. going to yeah, it yeah, as yeah. a kid, and that's you could right. like climb in them, and like it was a big, I think Judah big deal. Would have a blast. You could oh, fly yeah. the plane. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey. I, hey, I would sit on the back. If you could, you would you go on our test drive? Like, they fly, but you sit in the back. So my yeah, that? yeah my uncle owned a plane, and so I flew in it. You bragging? All, all no, my uncle <laughs> yeah. owned a plane. It was only like five times I flew in it. But yes, to answer your question, yes, I would. I've been in a plane. And never. Would you let them do a barrel roll? Hundred percent. No question. Don't the that Blue Angels do the like me, celebrity yeah. things oh where gosh. they try to make the celebrities like sick 
Isn't it the Blue Angels? No, t- that I do know that? James Cruise. James Corden always did that yeah. with Tom Cruise yeah, yeah, on Tom, that stuff. Tom's an F one or whatever it's called. Hundred yeah. percent. He's yep. in whatever. I want to do So that. Alex, here's what's crazy. My aunt Belinda and Uncle Don, they live in Pensacola. We go down there and vacation. Blah blah blah. One of the reasons why they love that they live on the island, and one of the reasons why they love it is that's the home of the Blue Angels. Pensacola Beach is the base that the Blue Angels are based out of. So when they travel and do their air shows, they always come back in town on Sunday evening, four o'clock-ish. But here's what they do. They come in from whatever direction they are. They make a circle kind of over Pensacola Beach. Everybody hears them. Oh, yeah. They run outside, and they start all the way down at the end of Navarre, at the end of the island, and they fly into the sunset as they circle back around to the base. My wow. aunt and them have such a cool life. That they'll be grilling a hot dog, like just Sunday evening hanging out, and then whoo, there they come, the Blue Angels. It's wild to see yeah, it happen. To see how close they can fly and not. Mm-hmm. Dude, like, so in sync. How's it? The, how? the kid's favorite, though, is Fat Albert. So Fat Albert is the supply nah, plane. Nah. So it's the Blue Angels, these fighter jets, and then here comes this jumbo plane that's flying super slow, but that's their maintenance and equipment for their air shows and stuff. It's super fun. So you see the Blue Angels, if you blink, if you're inside and they're like, the Blue Angels are coming, and you run outside to see them, see ya. Like you didn't see anything, but you can always wait because Fat Albert's coming, and it's just it's great, man. It's so good. Um, Nikki, we had somebody send in a "Would You Rather." I do, and it was a couple of them, a couple of church members that were like collaborating. Love it. So, if the world was ending in an apocalypse and you got to choose, how would you rather zombies? Not like the Walking Dead zombies, more World um, War Z. World War Z I am legend. Okay. Violent. Oh, no, hang on. I'm reading this wrong. Would you rather it be zombies, the slow kind, the Walking Dead, okay. not the I am legend World War Z ones? Okay, so slow zombies or I, robot, world is taken over by mm. AI. Wow. I was like, this is so good. I'll go ahead and begin with the question is extremely sacrilegious well, for yeah. church members to mm-hmm. send this in because we know how the world's going to end. Yeah. It's mentioned in the Bible, but if they want to rewrite it, make stuff up, that's on them <laughs> and their relationship with Christ. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, Slow zombies when did or iRobot robots? E- iRobot was like 20 years ago, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, well, it was I mean, a lot. 15 that, for sure. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those movies where it's I like, am legend type that stuff. That thought has been mm-hmm. out there for well, almost I mean, two decades. I think well, Elon Musk believes it's like going on, to happen. Hold on, robot. Which the Will Smith? AI. Will Smith. Terminator. Think. Yeah. Think zombies or Terminator. I got you, but I'm saying, which one's the one with Robin Williams where he is a robot? Oh, that's a Disney movie. Yeah. That's, um. That's Disney? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Doesn't he like fall in love with a woman? <sighs> he's Yeah, he's the voice for the robot. Is what it yeah. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, um, no. Like, he actually plays it. Hmm. Yeah, I know what one you're talking about. Um, hmm. That's what I'm imagining. Yeah, so now, not that movie. So now we have a separate question that we're figuring by out. Centennial <laughs> by Centennial Man. That's it. Centennial Man. That's okay. it. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. it. Hey, by the way, how good is Flubber? Right. Dude, good. it's so Did good. you ever see the OG so Flubber? Good. What do you like? There, the, the Robin Williams is a remake. There is an original Flubber. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just love when it gets loose and starts breaking stuff. Yeah. Right? Yes. It was, okay, back to the... Oh, yeah. yeah, go. When was it? When it, was it? When? Oh, I don't know when I Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were looking up the original Flubber. Oh, that was in the 60s, and it was <laughs> nice. The Absent-Minded Professor. I know that one. That's incredible. I Robot so, came out in 04. Oh. So 19 years. Yeah. Man. Just almost so right on the money. Shrek 2 came out. The fact that yeah. you know that date is great. I've been so, watching it on Hulu. The craziest date is when Toy Story came out. I Do you know in... when that was? Hold on. This is the movie guy right here. Uh-huh. Toy Story 1. 99? Mm-mm. Nope. 92? You're close. 97. Super close. 96, 95, It's 96, 94. I think. 1996. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was I in high was school. 90, okay, but... so Terminator or World War Z? Yep. Which way are you going? AI okay. or Here, slow zombies? Okay, 
Mine, mine is completely based off of movies. Okay. Okay. So here's where my answer is well, going. Yeah. What yeah. else? <laughs> okay. So I am not going to choose zombies for this reason. Everyone that survives is super manly, tactile, and like an incredible human. Okay. Will Smith, Brad Pitt, all of these right. people who survive are like, okay, we're going to be out in the woods. I need to stick a gum, a solo cup, and a battery. And they're good, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't have that. I'm dead. Right. I'm dying. I'm going to go with AI, artificial intelligence, for the reason of in the movies, humans are also have a little bit of technology as well to try to fight the AIs. It's not as superior, but I feel like society, food in general, how you're living. When I think of zombies, we're like having to try to grow a garden, Mm -hmm. like kill a deer in order to eat. When I think if AI is the apocalypse... We're like in a spaceship, like eating the oatmeal, like in the Matrix or something like that. So I'm going to choose AI apocalypse robots. Okay. Yep. How about you guys? Zombies. Zombies? Give me a shotgun. You just want to kill them, don't just you? Just shoot them right in the face. I know. But what if, like, Sorry. what is that where, like, on The Walking Dead where it was I played the way mom. too much Call of Duty for this. See? Yeah, it's yeah, good. It's good. Yeah. World War Z was great. Mm. It's a good movie. Yeah. Haley? Black Ops 2, man. Shout out. <laughs> Love it. I'm just putting it out there. I'm not surviving either of these. Really? You <laughs> You don't know that mama bear instinct kicks in. Yeah, and then you watch your kid get eaten by a zombie. Yeah. Like, I think you're I gonna get ate before that. that. Vaporized by a robot. Or I'm the zombie that eats my kid. Oh like my I can't do God. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like once you're a zombie, Haley, you don't care. I have never met a human being. <laughs> That when a just black and white question (laughs) is asked in a second (laughs) is this insane specific outcome. I mean, like, question was zombies or robots. Oh, my gosh. I'll be a zombie that eats Maeve. That's what's going to happen. That's funny. <laughs> but like, how does, like, you get I there just want to so know fast. how your brain doesn't get there. Like, he was just like, yeah, I just want to shoot him with yeah. a shotgun. And I'm like, bro, the chances of you making it out alive are like zero. Sure. I don't, and so then you were like, okay, so I'm imagining which way I want to die. Okay. Okay. And so. I think <laughs> that when it comes to that way, like, I don't really want to do the whole limb to limb and then like watch my mind deteriorate. Mm. Because that would just be obviously yeah. really hard. My for hands me. twitching. Yeah, and then also right? like, yep, just you literally go from like I have thoughts and feelings, and I'm a complex individual yep. to a walking corpse. I just want to eat human flesh. Yeah, yeah, I can't do that. So you're that going robots. Really, so I'm going robots, and I think it's just going to be like one dignified laser shot, laser beam. Yeah, yeah, and then it's going to be very Star Wars esque, and I'm just yeah. gonna like okay. Uh, <laughs> Okay. And then it'll just be done. And then people will be like, okay. Because we all like, want to die making the sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the sound that will happen if a zombie shreds hey, me to pieces. Super true. But I just want to remind you, in Terminator, when she gets the vision, those robots are marching in the field. And it's and people are vaporized man like quite literally bone oh man it's intense yeah but it's so quick there's not agony it's like poof yeah Yeah, but see then i'm over here thinking like we all watched also i think i've seen terminator once so like i don't really know what happens wow Um, no that seems right that seems right. I like not my movie. John no. told me it was a Christmas movie. We watched it one time, <laughs> and I was Are you really sure not Die Hard. Die Hard is Die Hard. Die yeah. Terminator has no movie. Christmas. Nikki, Do what? Both of them what have are you? Arnold in them? No. No. I got, I got no. One of them has Bruce Willis, who, by the way, guys, oh, cr- currently has like like Alzheimer's, yeah. like yeah, super sad. Yeah. Super sad. Man. I'm getting taken out. I'm zombies all day, every day. Like you that. want to get taken no, out? No, no, no. No, I think I've got a more of a fighting chance yeah, with zombies. Because you live, well, they I mean, are going to have to walk for right. miles down gravel. What is that? <laughs> Where she Yeah. Yes, you got, I got creeks. A bunker. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. You're good. 
yeah. that's a great choice. I mean, what? Because my robots gonna take over robots me? are going to look up um, Apple Maps, yeah. and they're going to be like, "There's somebody we can't there." Find that, yeah. yeah, right. Wow, that's incredible. Was yeah. there any other would you rather's? Or no, was that, that the was one? that was just uh, yeah, wow. that was it. It was so great. Here's one um, that's I, I feel like revealing about your personality. Because that wasn't right. Would you rather have an exciting, thrilling, but dangerous life or a boring, very mundane, think Groundhog's Day, but very meaningful life? Okay. So... My instant thought was Steve Irwin, of like someone that lived an incredibly Man. amazing life, but and then take like, a stingray to the chest, and then like, oh. but also like, dude, like he would walk up to an alligator, like, yeah, what up, dude? no, yeah. that's a great example, yeah. you know, like that's either like, that or it's a wonderful life, huh. right? Mm. Those are two yeah. really good examples yeah. for that. I want to be the Steve Irwin, like in my head. But then the reality of who I am as a person yeah, right. is totally boring. Dude, his like, son's going to go on to do so cool things. Is, yeah. is anybody linking, because this is pretty revealing, is anybody linking the exciting, thrilling, and dangerous too meaningful? Because I could see, I, mean, yeah. I could see where you would do that. Like if someone was like, "Jump out of a plane, do all of this." That's what life's about. Thrills. That that's that person's going. Thrills yeah. are meaningful in that sense. The other option is like, man, it's just the people you're around and the day to day and stopping every morning and getting that the Truman show. Like I was thinking like Mother Teresa, who was so just yeah. Yeah. What are you going for? I'm going for more of the plain and mundane, just because that's yeah. I'm more of a steady stand than I am like thrill seeker. I want to be a thrill seeker. Um yeah, I'm I'm going exciting. Are you? Yeah. Jumping out sure. all the planes. I, I mean, because things. I kind of link them together. Mm-hmm. For me, it would be very meaningful of like what you're doing in that sense. So, yep. Yeah, I think of Travis Pastrana, those guys. Oh. Where it's yeah, like, man. You know what I mean? I like, don't know these. You don't know who Travis Pastrana is? No, it sounds she like pastrami, and it sounds like we're talking about food. So, I mean, it's just. He started out in motocross and then went. And he's a trick. He has a super. Things, he's yeah. like, he does oh. like best trick and stuff. But like. The, Nitro Circus? But he's not no, only. No, no, but here's no, the thing. He's not only done. Disney movie where they all ride the bikes. Yeah. 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 What, what else? Ha- what were you going to say that he's done? He, he's done rally racing. Yeah. Like, he, he he's is the, the Tony Hawk. He literally is just like. Yes. With yes. Tony Hawk's a great a motor, example. Yeah. Yes. Bob Bernquist, all those guys where it's like they're still skating. Yeah. And like, but like they also like, how many bones have you broken? And Travis literally goes, right. Well, do you count that one as four? Because right. I broke that whole one. Like, right. that's a life. But he's also like living his best life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, are you going thrilling? Absolutely. Yeah, for I, sure. I just know too many. Haley, did you that... answer? I did not. Yeah, of course. Let's hear the scenario. Like, how about Jason? You just tell me what I'm answering. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What are you going to choose? Like, I want to be exciting. I feel like I definitely tricked John in our dating life. I want to be exciting. You, you are. You know what I mean? Let mm-hmm. us just affirm you right now. You are. Cool. Yep. But I was watching A Million Little Things the other day, which okay. is pretty liberal show. Wouldn't recommend it We started it, for a lot it of but now it's like, we started the first season that they didn't even know if it was going to be a show. Yeah. And you can tell season one is borderline terrible. Sure. I'm just addicted to TV. Yeah. And so, but now like Gary's about to die. Sure. All this other stuff. And he's like talking to his therapist and they're like, people are always so worried about the length of their life, but they forget that the width is just as important. Ooh, I like it. And I was like, man, in order to do that, like, to have a width, yeah. you have to kind of be stagnant. Oh, for, I mean, yeah. like I always heard preachers say, like on your tombstone, you got your birth date and your death date, but the most important thing is the, is dash, the dash in the middle. In the middle yeah. You know, so I don't know. so it's basically like, do you want that short and super thrilling and wow or long? I will say, I think we're gonna get to it later on in the topic. You asked us yep. like what we're struggling with. And yeah. I think right now I'm not doing a good job with the grind of the 
of the mundane. Of the mundane. Yeah, that's what I always gets you the in the mundane. Yeah, for sure. So. We'll get to that in a little bit. That's good. Um, here's the last one. And again, I think this is personality revealing. Would you, you're an author. You've just okay. written a super successful Ooh, book. Now a question I like. Would you rather have your book read by a few hundred people, probably book people who really appreciate your book, or would you rather have your book read by a few million people? Like J.K. Rock. I mean, it's like this is a big, big deal, and 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 it's and it's a biography. It's your memoirs. Oh, okay. So you are writing the memoirs of your life. Do you want that just treasured among a few people? No. Or do you want that just go out and get it? Oprah's book yeah. club and everything like that. I mean, that's my answer. Duh. No, I don't yeah. understand the. Op- I mean, right. and I say this is the one who's living the boring life, but sure. if I'm putting the work in yep. and doing that, everybody needs to know. New all York the Times bestseller yeah. all time, all time. I don't. I'm not. Sunny. I've always joked that I feel like my life, like if it was put in a book, like did. Oh, right? I say that. That's a New York best time. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm not, and a that's, New no, York. You got a great star. story. Yeah. It sounds super arrogant, but <laughs> nope. it's like, dude. Oh not my, when you know you. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Like it's like. Hey guys, we wanted to take a break from the podcast and I wanted to fill you in on this incredible resource. Listen, I know I've got a lot of pastor friends, a lot of church volunteers, maybe you're on staff at a church, and there's a ton of things that when I started working at a church that I didn't know anything about. And when I became pastor at Westside, there was a lot that I didn't know about. And one of those things was church insurance. I'm in a board meeting. Someone says, what's our insurance policy? And I'm like, I have no idea. Listen, I don't care how much you paid for your seminary education. They don't teach you about church insurance. But listen, Westside has found a great resource at First Choice Insurance through our agent, Matt Phillips. First Choice Insurance is locally operated. It is family-owned They have a ton of insurance policies from A to Z. They've insured everything from airplanes, zoos, like legitimately, Matt told me that they've insured a lion before. So listen, if you work at a church, if you're a pastor and you're like, seminary did not teach me about church insurance, I want you to reach out to Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance. The number is 573-686-686. 2870. Again, that's Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance, 573 686 2870. Or you can check them out on Facebook. Again, family owned, locally operated, Matt Phillips, First Choice Insurance. Back to the show, guys. Are we done with the book yet? It's like, no, there's another chapter. Right. Yeah. 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 This is the intro. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Hey, so fun fact I actually tried writing a book once. Nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah. What was your thought that expanded? So here's my thing The Deeper Waters with Peter. To okay. Throw it, to throw his net was where it came Great. from. Yeah. Awesome. Because it always starts with a seed, right? And then you yep. nurture it out. And so and people, the people are always like, Jason, you love sh- books and you're preaching. And like, I can just totally see you writing a book. And I'm I over, do think you should. But, but I'm over here going like, number one, do you know the books that are out there? Like all the books. All the books are out there. And like, what is so important <laughs> or... What do I think I have such a voice to that I'm going to add to this category that has C.S. Lewis at the top of it? That's what I always say to myself. Just reference him a lot. You're good. There you go. Yeah. All right, Haley. Is it? Um, it's your memoir. This is it. Growing up a Southern gal. I don't know. That just <laughs> I just made that up. I just made the title. Please up. let that not be Ooh, my title. Really that quickly. Was- what's the title? Of your memoir. Oh, we did this yes, last year. Jesus, yep. Time. Yep. Yeah. What's the title of your memoir? I, I don't Mine's know. It's All About Jesus. Well. Wah, wah, wah. Right? 
It's what all was, about Jesus. Alex, what was it? You had one. Well, because it was for the... Are we talking about like the book that I was... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you was, had the... I think it was like deeper is what I had. Oh. Would that... No, no, the deep end. I'm sorry. That's what it was. The, the deep, deep end. Because I opened yeah, up with like when a child's in a pool. It's great. You never put him in the deep end, but... God will eventually have you in the deep end, and you're sitting there. You have to rely on Him. And that's that a good cool. analogy. Like in my childhood, I was in the deep. End. Like that's a great analogy. So the title of your memoir is "The Deep End." Yep. Dude, so that's a like great that's title. It's a good yeah. working title, man. Good working title. It is. It is. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. Nikki. Nikki. I don't what remember. Is it? I we did this last <laughs> no, year. No, last year I said that. And and I, I also said that I would star in a movie with as Rebel Wilson would right? be my character, and I regret that. The fact that that's out on there in the internet <laughs> yeah, forever. Just, yeah. just like, man, one day when I make it, people are going to be like, really? No. I'm like, Bumper. okay. Bumper. Gross. Oh, it's love gross. It. I, I don't remember what okay, I said. That's but all yeah. good. I said it was going to be called Hot Mess. Love it. There you Starring go. Starring Rebel Great. Wilson okay. on a movie version. Haley, do you want a few hundred intimate lovers of books and life to read a hot mess? Or do you want a hot mess on the New York Times bestselling list? I just want you to know, one, I've changed as a person from last year. <laughs> it's not called Hot Mess. Great. There will not be Rebel Wilson. Great. Also, two, I do want it to be well-known only because I think that then creates a platform for you to do some more obscure yeah. work later Love and it. find those. Again, here's the scenario, people. the follow-up of that. Every that's, time. That's great. Just... It's time to give another shout-out to another sponsor of the rest of the Sermon podcast. This shout-out goes to our great friends over at Smart Marketing right here in Popper Bluff, Missouri. Smart Marketing is a fantastic media company. And when I say media, I mean websites, graphic design, videography, anything that you need, Smart Marketing can do it. You need to head on over to Facebook, just type in Smart Marketing, and you'll see their cool light bulb logo pop up, and you can get a ton of information there. Or you can just give them a call, Smart Marketing at 573-840-0334. Again, that's Smart Marketing right here in Popper Bluff, 573 573- Eight four zero zero three three four. Back to the show. I, I love it. Okay, I love yeah. it. That's so good. I'm just gonna start it's saying not... one word answers. <laughs> Dude, that's my love language, by the way. Oh, that is like, not your love boom, language. Boom, There's nothing boom, worse to boom, me than a one word text. You know? Ugh. No, okay. it's not okay. hot. It's yeah, not dude, hot don't mess. Come at me. It's hot bless. Ooh. <laughs> So Hit it. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Which one is it? There it is. Oh, that's there not the one I thought you were going to go with. I thought she was going to do the want one. Me too. Yeah, yeah on that one something. for sure. Yeah, hey, guys. So we um, are in Pillars of Truth walking through the um, letter of First Timothy. Paul writing to Timothy. We've been in it for a couple of weeks, and we've just now made it through chapter one, <laughs> which is awesome. Chapter one is all based on like the charge. This is what's going on, Timothy. But the main thing is these false teachers don't do this. Don't be like them. And by the way, the way that you fight them and their teaching is you focus on the fundamentals. So Paul just broke down the gospel for us. And now what he did this past week is... He says, hey, here's the fruit. Here's what the true gospel does. It changes people's lives, saves them, like radically saves people. And what that produces is a grateful heart. You just never go beyond that. But it also produces um, faithful service as well, because he's like, God saved me to appoint me to his service. Then he tells Timothy all of that, and he says, and I entrust this ministry to you. Grateful hearts, faithful service, that's what the true gospel produces. What I love about these verses and, and scholars and, and millions of Christians through the ages have found great comfort in this because... Paul gets the most personal probably in any of his letters. I mean, he tells who he was before Jesus, like descriptive words of who he is apart from Christ, and then how God saved him. And it's just really, really personal. So I want to ask this. You've got the Apostle Paul, stained glass, the great mm -hmm. defender of the faith, 
I mean, it's Jesus and then Paul in the New Testament, right? Hearing his testimony and his story and the intimacy of the first verses, what stuck out to you about Paul's testimony? Just personally? I mean, this is not some scholastic answer here. This is just, man, that's incredible to me. I just think his humility. Mm, Yeah, for sure. I mean, just he's easily, you know, like one of the greatest people of the Bible and doing so much of God's work. And I think like, especially with pastors today, like they're celebrity pastors, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like Paul pretty much could have been a celebrity pastor. For sure. And the amount of humility that takes to like go to all these towns, do that and not kind of like get a big head about yourself and to realize like, this is where I came from. Yep. And not that that defines you in a way of like, you are constantly living like, who am I? What's sure, sure. like yeah, but yeah. just as a a true humbleness of like where God has saved me, what he's yes. done in my life. And you can see that that spurs on his ministry. It's good. Yeah. He's able to handle whatever comes at him because of the way in which he views himself. Yeah. And I think like, man, talk about a word. Like that is applic if you believe that you were owed nothing. I mean, other than just the wrath of God, which is basically what he says, then whatever happens to you happens to you. But if you are somebody who thinks I'm genuinely owed this in my life, then when anything comes along, it rocks the boat big time. That's good, Haley. What about you guys? What just kind of sticks out in Paul's testimony for you? Your nugget. I think for me, it's Paul's like complete turn yeah. like who he was before and who he is after when people are like oh well the bible was written a long time it is still so very applicable yes um like when you said sunday he held the robes of the people who were stoning stephen man and i'm like you just like he didn't step in he wasn't actively doing something but he was still there as a supporting role to those that were to me it's almost more cold-blooded yes. like he was the guy who had the contracts he's so high up he doesn't do the killing yeah. <laughs> you know like whoa man it was, which is our would you rather from last week right <laughs> right yes yes so for me i think that whole yeah turn of who paul became the murderer becomes big. the missionary yeah and it is and and nikki he literally goes on to say the reason why god did this is so i would be an example well and i think we have those people that we know personally that are around all the time and as humans sinners we will question well they go to church but are they sure and here paul was yep and i'm sure there were people around thinking the same thing but he lived his life in such a way after. Yeah, no question. That it was, it's a beautiful testimony. The application we said, literally, Paul basically says that if God can save me, mm-hmm. then he can save anyone yeah. in that aspect. So what about you, Alex? What stuck out in Paul's testimony? I mean, the fact that he calls... It's so it's professional and personal. Yeah. Because he goes from persecutor, and I think back to Acts, where he talks... Jesus is asking, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Yep. Yeah. And so it's just like for him, he remember that's a part of his that's a part of his calling. When he met Jesus, when he says I was a persecutor, mm. that's from the mouth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, man. And so that's where for me it's one of those professional, relational. Yes. Like that's super and that for him, that's going back to day one. You're doing bad stuff when Jesus narrows it down to what you're doing. Yep. Yeah. So I just think that for me is where it really I think for me it was he speaks with such I mean, he speaks with such specifics about who he was before Christ. The blasphemer, I rejected Jesus. Mm -hmm. The persecutor, I pursued violently Christians. But it's the last one for me, the insolent opponent. And we said that literally the translation could be like a prideful bully. And he goes from outside behavior to inward revealing of his heart. So he's like, I was a blasphemer and I was a persecutor because I was prideful. I genuinely thought my way was correct. 
And for me, I think when I look back on my life, the worst things always enter my life when I have that sort of mindset. Like when I think this is my iron will, I'm going to pursue not thy will, but mine be done type of a thing. That is like Spurgeon and theologians say that that Augustine said that pride is the mother of all sins for she is pregnant with all the rest. So when you think about it, everything else does flow from a heart that says my way. My way, not Jesus is Lord, but me. And so for him to just say that and knows that, like, I think what what it comes with is time. And one of the things we said is when Paul says that this is a trustworthy saying in verse 15 of chapter one of first Timothy, this is a trustworthy saying, Christ Jesus came in the world to save sinners of who I am the foremost. Mm -hmm. The King Jimmy says, chief, I'm the chief of sinners. We walk through where he mentions it three times in the scriptures. I'm least of all the saints in Ephesians. Then he walks with Jesus longer and says, I'm the least of the apostles. I mean, the leaders in this thing, I'm the least of it. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) And then 1 Timothy is some of the last things that Paul writes in his entire life. And he says, you know what? I've been walking with Jesus for a long time. And I'm the chief of sinners. We said that Christian maturity looks like that. And and we sort of showed a graph. But from your point of conversion and then onward, as you progress, God's holiness and bigness becomes a lot bigger to you. It really does. But what's interesting, C.S. Lewis said, it's like a paradox. Also, so does your sinfulness your, the awareness of your sinfulness, rather. So you're walking with Jesus, and the longer you walk with him, as Aslan told Lucy, Jesus becomes bigger to you. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, man, I, I thought I was jacked up then. Man, the depths of my heart are, I'm so aware of my mm-hmm. sinfulness. But the beauty of it is, is that the cross and the gospel become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger to you. That's what Paul's saying. Like, I had this radical conversion. I thought I understood this. I've been walking with Jesus for 30 years, doing incredible stuff. And let me tell you, there is stuff now that I'm even realizing, like, there's no way that I understand this. So I think this would be good for listeners because you guys are on staff. You're in a leadership position. So people, when they think about what does it mean to walk with Jesus, it's one of the great responsibilities that we have is they think like, well, what does it look like for them? You know, yeah. yeah. with you walking with Jesus and maturing in Jesus over these years, what is something that Jesus is currently revealing to you that is bigger? Like you thought you grasped this, but right now in this season of your relationship with Jesus, he seems really big in this area He's just opening your heart and mind to, there's a lot more to this than what you thought. What is that for you? Haley, you kind of alluded to it already. Dude, like there's just so much to this question. Yeah. I feel like um, anybody that's been around me a lot recently, um, I feel like I've just been going through it. Sure. If that makes any sense. Um, and just finding out in almost every area and i i don't say that in a dramatic way but like in marriage in parenting in friendships in leadership in my job yeah of just going like hey you have built some false foundations Mm. and i am completely prepared as god to knock those yeah sure Mm. And that does not mean that I don't love you. Yeah. In fact, that means I love you so yep. much. I'm, I'm going to be the depend. I mean, that's right along with what we said is the irony in the Christian life is the longer you walk with Jesus, yeah. you would think the less you need him in any other area of expertise. Right. Yeah. But the reality is the longer you walk with Jesus, the more you need him. 
And I just think that there is like a, never a point that you get into your Christian walk where you don't need correcting. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You know, um, I think probably if you feel like you've got it, you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just, uh, something that I think I'm like really struggling with of, I just keep saying like, I just want one area to go good. Mm. You know, like I just, well, like give me a win or yeah. like make this easier. Yeah. And, I think even last week, like on the podcast, I was like, it's really hard for me to understand God's love because love on earth is work. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Well, love with God is still a little work. We receive the grace, but that grace produces something. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And just the amount of work to stay in relationship with anybody, Mm -hmm. the amount of work that it stays, takes to stay in a a healthy Christian relationship. Yeah, for sure. And just like what that does actually depend on me. Mm-hmm. What are my responsibilities? Yep. I don't know guys. It's just a lot. Yeah. Um, that's and like, really I think good, it's though. very easy to get overwhelmed in the Christian life. of sure. Like that constant battle of it's not a to-do list. But also, if I loved Jesus, I would be doing these things. Yeah, sure. You're working from it, not for it. <coughs> and finding that balance is huge. Yeah. Man, that's really good, Haley. Thank you for sharing that. Nikki, Alex, what's getting bigger? How's Jesus getting bigger to you? My controlling nature. What? I, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> shocking. <laughs> My shocking, all right? Um, how little... Not even control, but even influence in some things. Mm. Um, how little my influence matters. Wow. I mean, and it's one of those things like I can have conversations with people and I can guide and give advice and I can be someone who influences. But at the end of the day, my influence does not change yeah. wherever they are or whatever they that wow. that and I don't think like I don't put myself in oh I'm God but I'm even like hey we're going to two services volunteers I'm asking people but yeah. God has that Amen I have you know grown kid and almost grown kid yeah I can offer advice and insight but they're gods yes, and man. wow like, every time I think I get that something else will happen yeah and I don't have that all over again so it is just. Sure. Forever a never ending cycle. But right now I'm there is a peace about that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that yeah, that peace comes with maturity, right? It comes with time well, in that sense. I was having I was in a group text last night and there was conversations and it was like, Oh, this keeps happening whether the age is young or older, this can still happen. Sure. And how do we deal? And I'm like, it does come back. It right. doesn't matter if you're 8, 18, 28, 48. It's good. These things can still happen. And so wow. I think that those moments being revealed are just huge for wow. me. Wow, that's huge, man. That's really good. Thank you for sharing that, Nikki. How about you, Alex? See, now this is where it's, this is where it's for me, it's revealing because... You got to think when Paul would be praying, Paul would ask churches to be praying for his preaching. Sure. It's like, Paul, you you know how to preach, dude. Sure. And I think for me, he prayed for boldness when he spoke. Yeah. That the words that he said would be boldness. And that for me as, you know, the longer I feel like I could say I've been a, been a preacher. Yeah. But you never stop praying for that. Oh, amen. And so, you know, like I think of in 1 Corinthians, like doesn't matter who Paul, Apollos or Paul right. or Christ. Right. We do this. We do the seed planting, but like God makes it grow. God gives mm-hmm. the growth, and I think for me that's been that's humbling as a preacher to for say, sure. "Hey, listen, anybody listening, if you're a preacher, just be honest with your congregation. Like for it's sure. a struggle. Yep. Just because you get up and you can pontificate some scripture and sure. you can actually exegete the scriptures, like you're never gonna stop relying on the boldness that comes through the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And for me, that that's revealed its ways in my prayer life. Yeah. 
Like I, I sit there and think like how, you know, who have I prayed for today? Mm. You know, like something that you've always told me too, is like when you're preparing a message, like you need to have people's faces in mind. Yep. If you just think you're going to be preaching to the masses, like don't preach that sermon. Right. Yeah. And I think that for me, it's like, wow, that's boldness. Yes. Being able to picture a face yep. and bring the gospel. Yes. And that you'll never figure that like that's a, that's a Holy Spirit has to be in it. hundred percent. No question. So that's, that's mine for sure. That's good, man. That's beautiful guys. Um, I think for me, it is for a couple of years, I feel like I've been like dipping my toe in like, yeah, the water feels good and like resisting, but slowly getting in because I know this is where he has me going is the idea that God's first priority for me is doing something in me yeah. before doing something through me. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's. Jason, I am I am so less concerned about what you do and these responsibilities or even what I've called you, like understanding what does it mean to be called to something? Well, it's what Paul says that he who began a good work in you, in you, will bring it to completion unto the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So oftentimes you think, man... God has called me to this, that is labor. Mm -hmm. That is, all right, man, this is your responsibility now. Get to rolling with it. But it's, no, 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 those things cannot be separated. It is, I am making you into someone. Yeah. I'm doing something in you before I do something through you. And I would say the times that, I mean, his gospel never returns void, the word, the, all of that, but definitely there have been the the greatest amount of consequences is when I tried to quote unquote push through mm. of yeah. like capability, ability, or whatever it is in any area, relationship, a task, whatever, you know, head down, shoulder tucked, grind it out. And it's like that result is just, you know, versus time, meditate, marinate. I'll never forget about a year ago, I was hearing um, Pastor John Piper, who's had a profound impact on my life, so much so my daughter's named Piper. And they were asking him, he was in a season of being retired. And he's not retired. He's retired from pastoring. Right. He still writes books, preaches and does all that stuff. And they were like, Dr. Piper, now that you don't have the Sunday sermon that's coming and all of these pastoral responsibilities, what does a day, his, the big mark of his ministry is joy, like the joy mm -hmm. of God. And they were like, Dr. Piper, what is a day of just joy, godly joy for you? And he answered it, did miss a beat. And he said, um, I wake up, I've got my routine, I'll exercise, I'll run. Um, he's notorious for eating the, the same bowl of oats for like 40 years or something like that. It's just the same stuff every day. Um, and then he said, and then I grab my Bible and I sit in my favorite chair and I don't have a time restraint. I'm not, I'm not preparing. Mm -hmm. I'm not nothing, just whatever excites me, whatever um, the spirit is leading. I just get to read my Bible. And like the crowd laughed because like that is such a John Piper yeah. answer. But what stuck out to me was the pleasure mm. of like unrushed time. What is it really a question I've been asking myself is like, what is it to meditate and marinate in God's Word? I mean, to be shaped by it. Guys, I think that's half a verse for a year of, of just constantly grabbing onto that verse and going, oh, it applies here, and then just, it applies, and just, and then coming out of that year going, wow. There's so much more to that, you know? So I think it's the in me much yeah. more than through me in that aspect, for sure. 
And so then we talked about what it is, you know, to have faithful service. This is a bit of a curveball question, but I do this all the time. So here you go. We always talked about the great, we already talked about the grateful hearts and stuff. You guys serve, um, you serve to an incredible capacity. It's unbelievable to see what you guys do, but the grateful heart leads to faithful service. Salvation is your motivation to serve all of these types of things. What is your joy in serving of where it's like, man, if somebody was looking on the outside, like, dang, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of this, some headaches here. There's a lot of that. But, but then they say that to you and you just go, Oh, dude, that is not, that is nothing like, yeah, thank you for that, for acknowledging yeah. that. But man, that is like, that is a water to fish for me. That I is have just that conversation Sunday. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. I love. Well, what is it? Well, Don't let us know. Like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I had that. I was sitting here like, oh wow, that's so very timely. Because normally when Jason throws those curveballs at us, I'm like, oh. Sure. Sure. But no. Um. Someone's like, you do so much. Thank you. And I'm like, y'all, I thrive in this. This mm. is. This is fun for me. That's good. So when it comes to like the senior stuff, setting up the table sure, and the family events and vacation Bible school is coming up. And yes, there is a ton of work. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, uh, it is, but I get yeah. such, I can't, it has to be from God I love because it. Nikki's tired. Um, <laughs> Nikki's tired for sure. But there is like, it is so fun. Yeah. That's good. I live for those things. So when the kids are like, we're playing games with the kids in the back and they're learning things, those moments are, I'm like, woohoo. Connection. Nuts about it. I love it. It's good. I mean, think about it. Timothy's got to stay in Ephesus. He's got to have these hard kinds. He's got to fight these false teachers. He's got to, but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, this is a lot, but I'm called to this. This is energizing. I would never, like, when I think of the task that you guys have, like, I walked up to the booth and was in the booth with Haley and Tim and Aiden for a little bit. And I'm going, nope, they are by themselves <laughs> sure. up above. I would lose it yeah, up here. For sure. Because I'm like, let's let's do the things. Let's yeah, do the things. For sure. Yeah. What is it for you? And and listen, you guys are hired in a certain position. This yeah. I get it. But when it comes to serving Jesus, what is that thing that is like? It's, it is energizing for me. It is not draining for me what is that for you guys people people i mean yep just people living life walking life i just want to be with people all the time i just want to talk to them (laughs) i want to know all the personal stuff i don't want to have these surface level conversations yes i just want to be with people and i want selfishly more people to become my people like i don't yeah, I just want I just want to know everybody. So mess, like messiness of people, doesn't make you go, uh oh, like oh, this is gonna be draining for you. You're like, finally, let's get into this. I think for the most part, there, yeah, it's definitely a little different when it hurts you personally. Well, f- for yeah, sure, like, for sure. Or when you know that the conversation is gonna go south real quick. Yes. But when you have like a community of open people. And we're doing it, and there's the time and space to do it. Mm. That is when it's beautiful. Yeah. I think there's a lot of times that there is not that time and space. Yeah. And that's when ministry gets draining. Yep. Yeah. That's when it's like, I really have no idea why we're doing this. Sure. Or you kind of lose the, what yeah. it, is it? And if everything is to point to Jesus and we're doing things with people, our whole goal is to get these people looking at Jesus, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. And so it's like, why, like, what purpose is this? I can also get really lost in executing it well. Sure. But when the stars align and there is time and there's margin and there's this and it's meaningful and it just, pow, it just hits for you. It's just like, yeah, like literally like just... Grill and chill is going to be awesome yeah. because it's just going to be yeah, it's intentional. eating a hot dog with a bunch of people I like. Yeah, I love yeah. it, And I'm man. like, let's do that. Let's, let's go. do that all the time. <laughs> I just want to eat hot dogs with people I like. That's so, so good. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Alex, how about you, man? I mean, for me, it's a lot of it coming into a place of everyone's remembering their chains. And some people don't even know what that is yet. Yeah. But I remember like 
some of the things that still gives me fruit on a Sunday morning or an event is interacting with older men yeah, yeah, and for older sure. women who yeah. have went through the journey. I remember that was the first thing that my, in a church, like when I was like, this older guy's like opening the door for me. Like, mm. yeah, I might, should I allow that? Yeah. But it was just that come, come together of like, listen, we're all in the same place, like different age groups. That still gives me light to this day, especially come to a new place where there's new faces. And for I'm like, sure. yeah. I want to meet like last night. So oh, you were eating it up then last night, yeah, knowing dude, that at Westside Men. Yeah. He's like, I was like, Hey, thanks for sharing your wisdom. He goes, I don't know about that. And I was like, you're giving out. That's wisdom to me. Yeah. Like priceless. Yeah. So like, it was just one of those things where I was like, Chris, thank you. You mm. know what I mean? So yeah. I think that's still something that gives me life on a Sunday morning. Just oh. knowing the older men are, are going to encourage the younger men and encourage my wife. And yeah, and here comes my kid. Yeah. That is good. I mean, I mean, I think for me is I, um, I love learning. I'm a teacher at heart. I think mm-hmm. I love learning something and then communicating it in such a way that somebody goes, Oh, I've got it. Like, I, so this is why this and that. Oh, okay. And then when it is a gospel concept, I mean, I'm talking the death of Jesus, the, the resurrection of Jesus, and then to tie that to like, well, your money matters. Well, why? Well, because you don't own anything. Right. And because and then going gospel issue and to draw a direct line of application of I'm doing this out of obedience because I now know that God through Christ did this for me and for me i'm just like let's let we're off to the races now on something like that it's just i love to see it you know i think it's very telling though in that question where we all and in the capacity in which we all serve for sure it's all like we are where we're supposed to be 100 percent, man and that's where you know i've always heard your purpose everybody's like what's what why am i on this earth your purpose is where your passion and the world's need meet. Yeah. So what you are passionate about, I'm passionate about kids, you know, especially elementary age kids and just that they have enough food and clothes or something like that. And then bright futures is over here, you know? Uh, And so like when you see like I am passionate here and then there is a need here, that's it the target right in the middle. And and I think what's refreshing for people to hear right now is that oftentimes we think that God's will and my purpose is a fairy unicorn running around. And it's like, I just want to do God's will. I don't know. Is it that God has given you desires for a reason? And so there's a reason why when you hear about the amount of homeless teens in Popper Bluff, you just want to go, guys, did y'all hear that? Mm-hmm. What are we doing about that? Like, bing, there you go, yeah. right there. And go with that. Follow Jesus in that. And that becomes, you know, with us, you know, going to two services, whatever, people have been like, man, how are you going to do preaching two services? And it's like, that gives me energy. Yeah. I mean, like, if anything has given me energy over a decade almost of being at Westside, it's that Monday of opening up, what's my text, what has God said in here, and then proclaiming it. Like, that is energizing for me. It's not draining in that aspect. And so I think it's refreshing for people to hear that because you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm -mm. You've got these desires for a reason. And so when it comes to serving, when it comes to doing whatever you're doing, what are you passionate about? And I don't think people sit honestly long enough with that question. No. Of what gets you like what gets you up in the morning? What would get you out of bed? in that aspect. And then I heard a guy say it another way. He said, yeah, that's true, but what keeps you up at night? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ooh, that's a good way to put it too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not just get out of bed, but what can like what consumes your thoughts yeah. in that aspect? So it's good. You guys got anything else about where this is going or the series or the sermon or any of that stuff? 
I really like it. It's way different than what I anticipated it being. Ooh, I like that. What did you anticipate it being? A lot more rules. Oh, oh. interesting. I mean, I can see that how one ought to behave in the household of faith. You know, or just yeah. like... Oh, those, uh, those are coming, this for is sure. This our, our <laughs> manual, you know, but I just, I love that, especially as somebody who's proclaiming that their whole foundation is getting brought down. It's like, okay, well, the fundamentals mm-hmm. are not a list of rules. No. You know Preach. what I mean? Like, yeah, man. That's not, that's not what it is. And if you build it on that, yep. it's not going to work out. Yeah. And so I just love that, like, yeah, there are rules. There are things that sure. we should like. Implications. I get all that, but they start at a root and a yep. seed of something completely different. Yes, and that's just like it's super refreshing. It's been great to like, I don't know, re-click with why we're doing what we're doing. Yep. And I don't think that it hasn't been, you know, I don't care where you are in the faith. It's been applicable. Yeah. yeah. If you're new, if you've been doing this for forty years, you know, like I just don't think that there's a person in the room that's going. Oh, I I don't I didn't get anything out of that message. Mm. There's nothing here for me. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, I don't care how many times you tell me that about Paul. I need mm. that. You know, like, <laughs> yes. I'm gonna need that tomorrow. And we've talked about yes. it extensively today. Hundred percent. And then even the parts that become uber applicable. Like this week, he enters into his portion of the corporate gathering. Like, why does the corporate gathering exist? Like, what is the point of this? For seasoned saints, it's good to either have a refresher of like why we're doing this, but also like for the majority of people in that room, they've never been taught like why we do what we do or what we're doing or what's essential. Like what is essential here in this week? He's talking about prayer and all of that type of stuff. So that's good. Anything else from you guys about the series, what's sticking out, all that stuff? I think the timing of it is pretty perfect. Absolutely. I mean, we've went through a season of, you know, we grew, we shrank, we've been growing. Yep. And at this point of growth, it's now like back to basics. Why? Yes. And I love that. I mean, because you've had this on your calendar. For sure. For a very long time. And I don't know, like the world may not know that, but Jason's preaching calendar, we have, you know, insight to way ahead. And I'm like, okay. When you started that process, we weren't no. looking at two services. Yeah, man. And so yeah. I'm like, okay, this is purposeful. It's wild. It's, it's so, so wild how it works out, you man. Line it up, yo. But I, it, like, I know. am over here like, hee, 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 hee. And right? I know it, like, my workload, my logistical workload got ridiculous with two services. Sure. But I'm over here like, oh, good things here we are go. coming. Yeah, like man. a kid at Christmas. For sure. That's good. Me Alex, too. you got anything just being revealed or sticking out to you in this series? Just excited yeah. to see the people's reaction. I yes. mean, it started with us holding up our Bibles. Yeah, and right. Reminding yeah. ourselves like we're under the Word, we're not above the Word, and That's we're good. not level with the Word. So, yeah, dude, I think every week it's just good. It's just That's awesome. Really good. Well, guys, we've got a ton of stuff. I mean, events, things oh. like that that are coming up. But the major thing that we announced Sunday, and it's wild how the text played out, like, with that, like grateful hearts, faithful. So that was right there. It was just there in the verses. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about that was a pivotal time in Ephesus and in the church, and it's a pivotal time for us. And so we announced this Sunday that starting Mother's Day, May 14th, due to growth and making space and to better steward those that come, West Side will be transitioning to two services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. on Sunday. Yes. (laughs) So good. So good. So here's what I want to ask. What are you guys excited about with this? Yes, there's work, but but it tags along with what we've been talking about. What are you excited about in the possibility of this? The people. The pe- Imagine the, that. The, it's right. the, same, the yeah. gifts of the people, too. They yes. Get, you know what I mean? Like yes. More people are going to serve. More yep. people are going to know that. I don't know. There's just yeah. so much yep. more. No question. Exactly. It's making me rethink, like, the first time that we did two services. I, I mean, you know, I'll be honest. Like, I think I probably had a different, I had distorted, I don't know, whatever, of the view of the gathering in the church and or, or what was required of me. I should mm-hmm. probably better say that. And... It's funny because I just sat one day and I was like, wait a second. There are people 
like there were some Sundays where we've had to turn people, like people mm. have left, like, and I was just breaks my heart, but they've been so great. They're like, we'll go home, and watch it on live stream, whatever. We're going to give people our seat. So there is just, there's no room for the amount of people that are coming, parking, all of that. <laughs> but then at the same time, I just kept beating my head against the wall, like, oh man, volunteers and people and this, that, and the other. And then one day it was just like, the Lord was like, well, who do you think I'm bringing? Mm-hmm. Like, it's both and. Like, those who are coming and those who are being a part of this, I'm going to equip. And now what it is is a stewardship thing. Yeah. It's just directing traffic. God brought the traffic. It's just directing it now. And so I'm really excited about the fresh perspective of going into this. I'm excited because, like, again... We've got 12 people who volunteer every week. Yeah. So now we're going to 24. Yeah. And some of us have a little PTSD sure. from it in the past. Yep. But we've all learned. And I got this from yesterday from a lady who served a lot. Yeah. During the sermon, I had a humbling moment. My opinion on two services with childcare is known and how I thought it was a bad idea and could be unfair to volunteers. But I realized. Wow, you're sitting here acting like that responsibility is even on you. Bingo. You are not on the schedule every month, and the world keeps spinning, and Kids Side keeps functioning. Surely with more members, God is making a way for more volunteers. And it was a moment of realizing I put myself in too high of a position and am not putting God high enough because, of course, he's going to make it work. Game changer. And that that is someone who, like, it was a whole shift, and... Me being able to witness that yes. her mind shifted through that. I've dealt with that exact same thought process. I'm yeah, like, ma'am. It doesn't depend on me. God is going to sure. put these people here. So that brings a whole new level of yeah. we are growing and we are maturing. So I'm excited yeah. for all oh. of us coming in. So good. And listen, if you're listening to this, the odds are that you're probably like really involved in the church and catching up and listening and stuff of what's going on at Westside. Listen, man, this season is for you. So we talked about that on the bulletin. There's a little thing that says, um, sign me up to serve. Awesome. Check that box on Sunday. Throw it in the box. There's a sign-up sheet out in the lobby that just says, put me where I'm needed. And then put with Pat, put me in coach. Hooray. And then with pastor Alex being here to facilitate, he wants nothing more than people coming up going, I hear the need. Awesome. Where can I go? And so those are the three main avenues for that. What there is one thing that we have coming up this Sunday, correct? Yes. yes. Sir. What's happening this Sunday? We got the Grill and chill. Hot dogs with your fam. Yep, goes back to exactly what uh, Haley was saying. Listen, it's an intentional, unintentional time to get together. And what I mean by that is no agenda. No agenda. It is to linger. We're going to grill some hot dogs. Yep. We're going to grill some hot dogs. Your kids are going to run around in the grass. Yep. It's going to be great. And listen, what I said Sunday was with us going to two services. These things are crucial to be a part of because oftentimes the argument is, oh, I feel like it's going to be two services or this, that, and the other. Well, a way in order to combat that is when we have church-wide functions, man, come be a part of these things. And you'll go, oh my gosh, I didn't know you went here. Yeah, I go to the nine. Oh, well, my family now we go to the 11. This is mm-hmm. great. This is awesome. So that's happening this Sunday. Um, if you're bringing a side, come on, bring the fixings mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Yeah, so Even if you did not sign up, bring something. Bring come, something. Anyway. Yeah. come on. Come anyway. Yep. And we call them family events, not because we want you husband, wife, and children to come, Yeah, but because you are a part of the West Side Church yes. family. Amen. Yes, it's a family function. It's all of us. Amen. All of us. Eight, 88, come on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, hey, guys, I mean, we're on all the platforms, all the stuff, all the newsletters, all of that. So, man, we would just... We're um, on all the newsletters. All the newsletters. Every <laughs> newsletter news. Every <laughs> newsletter that goes out mentions Westside. Yeah. Yep. No, we, we have a plethora of um, avenues of information. But if there's something on the podcast, you have a question um, via about the sermon specifically, shoot us an email at info at westsidepb.org. We would love to answer that question. And so until we meet again... It is all about Jesus. Peace!